This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live from the Twin Peaks Studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Pain and Pendergast. I mean, it's a little tough um, just because, you know, you've you know, I've been here for a while now and, you know, I come up, come in here every day and, you know, put in the work and, you know, try and, you know, have a lot of success to the team and, you know, try and win, you know, championships and have success during the regular season playoffs and stuff. So That's Astros right fielder Kyle Tucker over the weekend when asked about him losing his arbitration case uh, here recently with the Houston Astros. He went into it asking for seven, seven and a half million dollars, something like that. And the Astros uh, ended up winning the case against him. And they will pay him five million. Still, just about a four and a half million dollar raise uh, from last season to this season for Kyle Tucker, who, at the age of twenty six and coming off seemingly, you know, thirty and one hundred uh, years consecutively, dude, at some point will get paid. And yeah. we're going to talk about that. He's Brandon K. Scott, Sean Bajani, in for Payne and Pendergast this morning. If you'd like to be a part of the show, seven one three five seven two four six ten. You can. Call or hit us up via the trailer wheel and frame text line. I mentioned Tucker's numbers, B. Scott. I mean, they're great. And you and I were talking during the break relative to what we've seen at that specific position in right field. And not just as a defender, not just as an off offensive player, but just the complete total package. You said top three. I went top five. I was looking for some notes. I think I, here in the last month or so, did a piece on Kyle Tucker, and you can check out on SportsRadio16.com. I called him a top five right fielder in all of baseball, but you might be right, you know, when you say top three outside of Aaron Judge or somebody named Mookie Betts. Yeah. Kyle Tucker's right up there over the course of the last couple of years with uh, certainly what he's meant uh, for the posi- position in general, defensively and offensively. Yeah, it, it, there's no question about it. Like, I, I think, honestly, outside of Jordan Alvarez, when we're talking about position players, like mm-hmm. it, like non-pitchers, outside of Jordan Alvarez, this is the guy. Like, this is the future. We're going to do plenty of discussing with, you know, Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve extensions, and those things are going to matter. They're going to be super important, and those those guys are legends here for good reason. But Kyle Tucker is, or at least should be, like the future, a great part of the future of this franchise, somebody that they should be trying to lock up and somebody that they have tried to lock up, right? They, yeah. There were reports last year of an in-season negotiation that just didn't go very far. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure the report was that he rejected whatever offer that, that it was. And then not long after that, we heard about Jordan Alvarez actually taking the offer. And, you know, those guys are in different situations and all of that, but yeah, I mean, Kyle Tucker is somebody who is going to be a cornerstone of this franchise, or again, at the very least should be. And when you look at it, there's no question about it. Like, the best right fielders in baseball are clearly Aaron Judge and Mookie Betts, and then a not-so-distant third is Kyle Tucker. And then after that, 
I mean, it's like we're talking about, I mean, Juan Soto is probably in that conversation as well. Like he he's in the conversation for probably best overall hitter in baseball. Like mm-hmm. he's he's going to be in that conversation. But when we talk about a easy, co- yeah. Uh, yeah, but a complete player, both offensively and defensively, defensively, I think you're getting a lot more from those other three guys that we mentioned, Aaron Judge, Mookie Betts, and certainly Kyle Tucker, who's proven it in right field over the certainly over the last couple of years. So. So yeah, that that is somebody that they should be looking at, um, or something that I obviously they're looking at. Something that we should be looking at as Astros fans and observers. Like, where does this thing go exactly? Arbitration, man. As you were laying it out, I was just gonna say to me, it's just such a scam. The fact that <laughs> I mean, the fact that this guy is clearly worth way more than five million. Yeah, he's worth way more than the seven and a half yeah. million that he asked for. But the way that it's designed is for him to not actually get paid what his market value is, and that's the benefit of the arbitration years and the team control. So he is a, I wouldn't say a victim because $5 million is still a lot of money, but he is a product of that or his contract or arbitration contract is a product of that and just another example of that. And you hope that as these negotiations continue, that there's no hard feelings about just the business side of the the whole thing. Like yeah. the fact that they weren't yeah. able to get get down to an actual long term deal before the arbitration stuff happened. Because arbitration is just ugly. You're you're listening to your employer basically tell you all the things that they don't like about you. Meanwhile, you are objectively excellent at what you do. Yeah, and especially coming off of a, you know, gold glove season, a year in which he'd had the best <laughs> You know, um, you know, offensive year, really, in terms of run production. You know, he hit 30 homers again for the second straight year, but he drove in 107 this year. Batting average wasn't there, but uh, what he did, he almost became a 30-30 guy, you know, this past season. I think he ended the year with, what, 25-27 stolen bases, something like that. Yeah. Um, but he won a World Series. <laughs> you know, he made the last out for your team, and... Uh, for the World Series, and it, it's one of the most difficult things probably when that is the end result, and then you have to hear your ball club tell you all of the reasons why they're not going to pay you what you want, or at least half of even what you're worth according to average annual value for the type of production that your peers are putting up. But uh, he was asked um, this weekend also about what he thinks his future holds here in Houston and how he's approaching things. You have those conversations and where that may go from here. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've always told him I'm, I'm always open to talk. Um, you know, I enjoy playing here, playing for the fans, playing in Houston, playing, you know, with the guys in the soccer room. So, um, you know, we'll see We'll see where it goes from here. Based on what you've heard so far, could you see something happening uh, this year before spring training during the season? How do you look at that? Um... I mean, I don't want to like guarantee anything, um, but I mean, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, I'm here regardless. You know, this year, next two, so you know, unless something changes. But you know, as of right now, I'm just trying to focus on the season, get ready, and you know, try and run it back. I think that's interesting. I don't want to guarantee anything. I, I heard that initially, and it just kind of, you know, it went over the top of my head. But I heard it again and again and again. And it's like I don't want to guarantee anything. Just knowing what we know already about their new general manager, Dana Brown, how aggressive he says he wants to be, you know, being willing to hand out longer-term contracts and making sure homegrown talent stays put here in Houston. 
And clearly, there's discussions going on, whether it just be amongst the Astro front office, maybe with Tucker and his agent. I don't know how in-depth they're talking right now, but it sounds like Tucker's like, it's going pretty well. Yeah. I don't want to guarantee anything, but at least I'm here for the next couple. Well, that sounds pretty good to me. I, I liked hearing that well, from Tucker. Well, shout out to Mark Berman for being the in-your-face reporter to ask the even the most awkward questions. And there's nothing wrong with that question that Mark's at, it's asking. It's never here. awkward for Berman either. It's <laughs> never awkward. Like, he is literally just, like, born for this, it feels like. Yes. But... I mean, let's be honest here. It's not like Kyle Tucker is doing the negotiations himself. You know, he has somebody, he has an agent that's negotiating on his behalf. So, like, it's it's it would not be wise of him to say one way or the other that, hey, yeah, we're going to get a deal done or, hey, we're not going to get a, a deal done because he ain't the one that's doing the negotiating. Now, of mm-hmm. course, he's the client. So, uh, Casey Close, his agent is negotiating on his behalf. But he would be foolish to kind of tip his hand one way or the other. So, like, I, I don't read too much into that part of it. I just kind of go back to conceptually what's going on with the Astros and this embarrassment of riches, this first world problem that they have mm-hmm. where you're kind of a, a prisoner or victim of your own success here. Because you've got so many guys. When you go on a run like this, okay, when you are, you know, two World Series in six years and all of these straight ALCS appearances and all of these World Series appearances that they had, there's clearly a lot of talent here. And they've seen a lot of it go out, you know, go out the door for free agency and everything. Yeah, great point. Mm -hmm. But they also have had a lot of young players that contributed to these championship runs. And at some point, that bill is going to come due. And we're seeing it now especially now coming off the second World Series. What do we see? Christian Javier gets an extension. Framber Valdez is somebody that they're obviously going to have to have that conversation about or having that conversation about, I would imagine. They paid Rafael Montero in free agency (laughs) a bunch of money. I think he's, what, the third highest relief pitcher? And it confounded the baseball world. Like Folks in baseball are really confused by how much they prioritize Rafael Montero. But it just goes to show, and, and he was a very important piece to the World Series run. But it just goes to show you mm-hmm. how many different priorities they got, especially now that they've got a guy, a, a general manager who believes sure. in re-upping the guys that got you there. Sure, I think along with Ryan Presley, I think uh, Presley and Montero are amongst the uh, maybe top five highest paid relief pitchers in all of Major League Baseball. Yeah, um, I, I know it's right there. I looked at those numbers before. Um, you know, similarly, if you feel pretty good about Kyle Tucker and his status going forward, at least. Uh, him being an Astro for the foreseeable future. You know you've got him locked up through the 2025 season. You should feel pretty darn good about Jose Altuve, who spoke with the media this weekend as well, says he wants to retire an Astro, and it sounds very, very likely. Yeah, no, uh, I think I like when he said that, obviously, you know, being all my career here, and I hope to to retire here. So I think we are in the same place. Yeah, happy to, to play with my teammates in Houston, with my fans, like I always say. All right, a lot of music in the background there, but uh, yeah, they're, they're in the, the locker room. They're yeah. in the locker room, yeah. Club Astro already in full effect, you know, during spring training. But uh, he was asked to follow up and reiterated his current and future status when he was asked how important it is to actually get an extension done this year. Here's what I think the, the important thing is uh, right now is we are in the same page, like I just said a minute ago. And, uh, you know, they said they want to keep me here. I want to stay here. So that's, that's, I think that's great for both sides. 
There you go. You yeah. got to feel really good about that um, from Jose Altuve. I mean, I know you're listening to be like, hey, Bijani, it's at the, it's Altuve. He's not going to go anywhere. Well, I mean, you know, let's not pretend that this is a common occurrence. I mean, the first two guys that I think of is Biggio and Bagwell. I mean, they were Astro lifers, but that those those guys are anomalies in sports today, but specifically baseball. Um, it just doesn't happen. And you just got done kind of laying it out, B. Scott. I mean, it's, it is an embarrassment of riches, but the Astros are in a position now as an organization, as a franchise, in which with their general manager and I think the confidence that owner Jim Crane has in Dana Brown already, it seems like that he's going to trust a baseball lifer to make the best decision possible. And in doing that, it is making sure you lock up the face of the franchise especially when Altuve is still playing ball at a very, very high level right now. How awkward would it be to see Jose Altuve wearing somebody else's jersey, wearing somebody else's uniform? I mean, I imagine it would probably feel just as stupid as it did watching Akeem Olajuwon, you know, go up and down the floor in a Toronto Raptors jersey. It's the first thing I think of. (laughs) It's literally the first thing I think of. It's like Jose Altuve somewhere else feels and sounds and probably looks like Hakeem Olajuwon in Canada <laughs> yeah. wearing a Raptors jersey or like there's a I feel like there's an image of Hakeem Olajuwon in a Raptors jersey being guarded by Patrick Ewan in an Orlando Magic jersey well because Patrick Ewan did, so weird. Did, did that as well left left the dicks and, and had a run with the with the Magic I'm sure there's and, some and pretty good Seattle memes too. out there with those two yeah <laughs> but but it and, and th- those guys were washed at that point who knows where Jose Altuve is going to be in sort of his player arc at that point I have no idea but it just seems right that Jose Altuve would be here that's why with this one I'm more interested to see what the numbers would actually look like and I am too with Kyle Tucker we were having that discussion but we expect those numbers to be astronomical for the reasons that we mentioned, that Kyle Tucker is just an elite right fielder and an elite baseball player at this point in the year. Last year, well, year before last, after like May, so like from June 1st on, Kyle Tucker was obviously or, or uh, quite frankly one of the best players in baseball, if not the best hitter in baseball at one point. Yeah. Uh, so like and people forget about that because he had such a like an abysmal start to the season. So it doesn't necessarily reflect in his numbers. So his 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 next contract is going to be astronomical. Jose Altuve, it's interesting because he doesn't feel like necessarily the same dynamic player that he was. He went through that awful stretch last year where and especially even in the postseason where it seemed like he kind of fell off of a cliff. Oh, the postseason was just a different level. Man. Yeah, I mean, he was he was over like 20, I don't know, I don't remember how far it got. It was but, bad, yeah. But it got it got really bad and really awkward there with him not getting a hit for a long time. But overall, he was still one of the top second basemen in baseball. Like, mm-hmm. it, the, the feeling could easily be, from based off of that slump, that Jose Altuve is a declining player. Yeah. Um, ba- based off of some of his base running mishaps that he will frequently have because he's really aggressive on the base paths. You think, is he still as athletic as he used to be? Is he is he the is Jose Altuve at age what is he 31 32 now 32 is he, is he still the player that he once was and that, and that's a fair question he I mean, probably is not Yeah I mean the answer is no obviously Yeah yeah, I yeah mean, but he's but he's still really really good, really good. and then on top of that he means a lot to your franchise just uh just into not not just the emotional connection but just sort of the whole the whole aesthetic of it all like they they the they as in the locker room and the and the organization in and of itself value Jose Altuve. I'll be interested to see what that looks like in a contract. Yeah, you know, I really I want to have a 
I wish I could have a really um, adamant take here, you know, in regards to great players in Major League Baseball, but specifically Jose Altuve in this instance. It's just hard for me, and it's because I don't really trust my gut, but I just feel like in baseball, it's a little bit easier than in any other sport to kind of retain those guys like an Altuve, who have been so great for an organization that is a homegrown product, so to speak, um, and and you can make sure you see them through. It doesn't happen all the time. I mean, I just got telling you that, I mean, there's two guys, Biggio and Bagwell, that you associate with Astro Lifers. It doesn't happen all the time, right? I mean, yeah. there have been plenty of guys over the course, even the last 10, 15 years since those guys have you know moved on, they've retired, that I thought, sure, these guys are going to be Astros forever. Dallas Keuchel was one of those guys. I just yeah. thought he was going to be an Astro forever. I thought Justin Verlander, after winning a World Series, and then two, was going to retire an Astro. It just doesn't happen. Um, but see, he, but that's great that you go down that list because Altuve stands alone. He's different from all those guys. You're, you're right. You're right. I mean, uh, he, Absolutely different from all those guys. Well, yes. his play, I mean, his place... With the franchise, with the city, mm-hmm. it it is certainly different. He is situated differently than the Keikels and the Verlanders. Sure, of the world. but you know JJ Watt. You know if we're going to cross okay. board reference, yeah, I mean, that's another go. guy. I figured yeah. he retires a Texan. I thought Andre Johnson would retire as a Texan. I mean DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> well, if, stuff happens. Hey, if the if the Texans were winning Super Bowls the way the Astros are winning World Series, sure, I or feel even like those guys would still be around, or even going to conference championship games. You know things like that. Uh, I I think the Astros can make it happen, but Altuve's thirty two. He just got he just hit three hundred and had an incredible final month of the season to do so mm-hmm. to even get to that point. Whatever his next contract is going to be with the Houston Astros, I don't think it's going to be his last. So I think the prospect of him, I think the prospect of there maybe even being doubt that he finishes career with the Houston Astros isn't for this contract, but the next one. Yeah. I think there could be a next one. You know, when he's maybe 38, you know, 37, 38 years of age. Maybe oh. he gets a four or five year deal here and at the wait, wait, wait. At 38? Yeah. I, no, dude. I'm I, I'm 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 in on it now. 38 year old Jose Altuve, I'm not interested in. Okay, but here's the question like, though. Not even what if Jose Altuve is five hundred hits away at the age of thirty eight from three thousand? And he wants to keep going, but you've got this stud second baseman in the farm system at that point in time, and you're just like, mm. oh, man. you know what I mean? Like that's a buzz. I think that's what Sean. we've all been thinking about, right? Already for the last three, four, five years is this trajectory. Like we're thinking three thousand hits, three thousand hits. I mean, he's at uh, 1935 right now for a career. Yeah, yeah. I I got a lot of nostalgia attached to Jose Altuve. I'm I'm not interested in the contract just to entertain that his personal records or his, his individual records like that. That would be the conversation that I would be out on at that point. And obviously, it would depend on what type of player he is at that point. But I'm I'm viewing it a little differently there. Whereas this next contract for me would be the last one, at least until we get to the end of that one when we see where we are. But but until Altuve's hitting 300 at the age of. 36, 37 years old. Dude, I might rethink it. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to imagine it. But yeah, <laughs> hey, 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 look, that would be a great problem to have. I'm not, gonna, problem to have. I'm not going to pass any doubt on this guy, man, with what he's done so far in his career, which is a Hall of Fame career, no doubt. He's Brandon K. Scott, Sean Bajani, in for Payne and Pendergast. Coming up next, hour number two of the program, a profile from B. Scott on the Texans' new offensive coordinator. Some things you should think about next at Sports Radio 610. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.